Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. <clears throat> Episode 76 of Midnight Poppyland, and we are here with... Sharin and Sadie, who both had do interesting stuff, and I will let them talk about it on their own. <laughs> right. Want to go first, well, I'll, Yeah, I've I've been here before. I'm Shireen. Um, For those of you who are watching this on YouTube, I'm very sorry. We decided to channel some of the characters of the, uh, this week's episode, so I'm wearing a face mask, and I look a bit terrifying. Um, anyway, I've been on before and we were kind of just talking about before about other things we're doing. And so I do have a original story I'm telling using um, The Sims. So if you want to check out my other Instagram account, it is cesar.sims, F-E-A-Z-A-R.sims. And uh, yeah, feel free to check it out. <laughs> I'm Sadie. Um, I live in the UK. Uh, I do lots of jobs, uh, including uh, being a music teacher. Um, I'm an equine behaviourist, which I was just explaining is um, basically helping horses with, you know, traumatic incidents or behavioural issues, uh, training with biscuits. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also the artist and creator of Celestis, which is on Webtoon. Yes, and I'll be leaving links to both of their work down below. And please check it out because I am so impressed by the creativity of everyone in the fandom. So it's just so lovely to see what everyone produces and inspiring. Awesome. Well, we have the best episode today. So let's dive right in because I'm so excited. (laughs) So, yeah, take it away, Sharon. All right. So I'm doing the first part. And I mean, I'm sorry, the first panel already. Had me sighing. I know it's like a repetition of last week's panel, but uh, they're making out in the lake and it's so cute. <clears throat> I still don't understand the physics gorgeous. of how Tora's shirt came off, but um, I'm glad <laughs> it is. MPL magic. <laughs> yeah. The desires of the fandom just coming in to Lily's drawing pad and the lake sucking it yeah. off. Just gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then um, we get a close-up of them making out and they're both kind of huffing and puffing. I'm not going to vocalize those, just, uh, you know. (laughs) Um, But Tora asks, who are those party poopers? Referring to the people that stopped by in the last episode. And so Poppy says, oh, my dad's co-workers from a local computer engineering company. He was a bit of a loner, didn't have many friends except Ned and June. So they're that married couple that we met last time. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say, did you have something to say on this panel? <clears throat> okay, so the fact that <clears throat> he was a computer engineer, my first thought was like, oh, because we talked about who changed the address in the system or whatever system it is. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Granny, blah, blah, blah. And some people said maybe dad right before he died to protect his family. And if he was a computer engineer, he would have that set of skills. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's, That's a good history. point funny how he says party poopers that that doesn't sound like something Tora would say to me yeah that's true (laughs) I just thought it was cute the fact that he was a loner we you know we always speculate which one of her parents was in the mafia maybe blah 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 but if her dad was the one in the mafia maybe and he ran away from that life maybe Mm. he's a loner because he knew he couldn't bring people into his life because it was dangerous yeah yeah we're about to get into this because I have notes (laughs) Okay, okay. Also, what I'm just realizing, remember when we got the panel of Poppy like crying in the hospital like way back? And there were these random people in the background. Were those Ned and June? I don't know. What what episode was it? Um, it was the one where Poppy was talking with Mr. Lamb, like in the in the restaurant the second time they met. Hmm. (laughs) I I feel like it could be them because I remember people were wondering about who that was um I don't know if you remember it 
That one she was with the grandma. Uh, yeah. I had to find the episode. Mm. Yeah, do you remember the one I meant? I think it's 30 or 31. <laughs> Sorry, don't want to stall it, but I'm just realizing this. You mean when she was at the restaurant, about. you mean? Yeah, so she's wearing the that like flowery blazer at the restaurant. And then I think she remembers back to but I don't know if it's in that episode that she remembers back to seeing her dad in the hospital but she's like talking with Mr. Lamb I think okay maybe I'm remembering it all wrong oh yes I see what you're saying it I, I thought it was in her house but hmm well she does have short hair and the, but the guy has like different hair but maybe hmm. did you find it yeah it's um it's in it's in 30 like you said so this one. But okay. I yeah, because I was like, I was always wondering who they are. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. I, I was wondering if they were random or like they're gonna come back up again. Yeah, especially since like it says he didn't have a lot of friends or anything like right. that. Mm -hmm. Could be. I mean, she has short hair. She's it's a different color now, I think, and the guy kind of looks mm -hmm. like his hairstyle is different, but who knows? Well. <laughs> Anyway, sorry for that detour. Going back to this episode. Um, she says, I used to play with their kids here at the lake and the forest with my cousins, Danny and Belle. Hmm? Sorry, I was whatever, trying to click something away and it made noise. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and then he says, you yeah, got two cousins and who else? And then he moves on to her neck and she's like super cute blushing and says, oh, they're actually my aunts which that's new information yeah um we just say we're cousins because we're close in age and people get confused um and then she says anyway i don't have a very big family bella and danny are my grandpa's youngest siblings daughters so her grandpa's because i was trying to work this out how, how it works but her grandpa's youngest siblings daughters so like her cousins, I think, right? Grandfather, right? Her mom, grandfather's yeah. sibling. Wait, where's, where's my... <laughs> so, so her wait. mom's cousins. Uh, mom, cousins once removed or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's her, yeah, it's her first cousin once removed. So okay. person, Danae. Yeah, I don't know if you can see this handy dandy chart. <laughs> So okay. Danny and Grandpa, the brother, right? Their kids um, are Danny and Cindy. Their first cousins with the mom, and here's Poppy. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, yeah, they are, I guess, then from her granny's ex-husband's family. And then she says, Grandma passed, Grandpa passed away before I was born, and him and Granny only have one daughter. That's my mom, of course. So it's confirmed that Granny is Poppy's mom's mom. Finally. And before we move on to this, Deminas, <laughs> so I've been wondering this. I've been wondering whose parent Granny actually is. Because the thing is, with her being the mom's mom, it's even weirder that the mother left. Right? Because she, I mean, for Poppy to not have seen her at all and for a long, long time, that means that probably she didn't have any contact with the rest of the family either. Like she yeah. didn't seem to have left only Poppy, but also her own mother. Yeah. Which and makes me wonder great? like, like if, if it was Poppy's dad was in the mafia, like let's say there's only one person in the mafia. If it was her dad and not the mom, you wouldn't be leaving your daughter with him. You would be taking her away, right? Unless... Did she leave just, or did she, you know, leave? <laughs> or I don't know. I feel like maybe there's Poppy's mom left and is like catching some kind of major plot in the background to keep her daughter safe. Maybe she felt like, <clears throat> I think I speculated on one of the previous podcasts that she couldn't have taken Poppy because if Poppy was an heir to some throne, you know, then she wasn't allowed to take her, right? But she herself like couldn't handle the pressure. But I'm hoping... Mm like maybe as like a redeeming factor, maybe Poppy's mom is trying to work something behind the scenes in the last 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. 
But so your idea would be like, if Poppy was an heiress, let's say, then her mom, but like the, the clan knows it's Poppy, then the mom wouldn't be able to take her. But then would Poppy still be in the dark now that she's grown up? Like, I, I Based on what she said last episode, where she said I'm in the mafia, it seems as though she has just been pulling a fast one on us, the readers. Like we thought that she didn't know anything, but she really did all along. It just hasn't shown us. It's it's weird. I don't know what to think anymore. I just want to know. You think we've seen Poppy's mum in the background? Because <laughs> so wait. often all That's of these true. characters that she draws, they yes. come up again, don't they? Like uh, what does he call him? Walmart Joker. <laughs> yes. yes. Have you ever seen Darla's um, meme where like she throws all the women and like up on the screen she's yeah, like yeah. they're all poppy's mom <laughs> like any <laughs> random character <laughs> yeah so good i mean to be fair i think for me if it's anyone that we've seen before it's that woman next to goliath right yeah Red woman. yeah mm-hmm. because you can see her face so distinctly and she has like this very memorable face mm-hmm. um and it's drawn like in detail like lily has these kind of different grades to which she puts detail in and um, yeah, it's a different level of detail for sure. Um, in that face, other women didn't have faces. Really well. In that in that particular yeah. scene, they didn't even have faces. The other woman on his side. Yeah, but I think also in reference to the whole like family thing, I think the fact that she says that her grandpa, she mentions the grandpa, right? Um, you know that he has. Um, we know he passed away, and. I think, you know, we had this whole story with Granny's name at the hospital and she goes by her maiden name and like Villa Fleur or Pearl or Kim, whatever. And yeah, I think yeah. that the fact that the grandpa has mentioned is significant. So maybe, I don't know if that, I don't know because we're like, if, I don't, we don't know if like, yeah, if it's the dad's side, the mom's side, both, you know, now that we know that Granny is from the mom's side, it's kind of a little, we always, we thought, okay, you know, dad is the mafia guy now and Granny's his mom. But now we find out that it's, mom's mom so we're I don't know but I think the fact that they mentioned the grandpa is significant that he passed away you know um I don't know I'm thinking some kind of like again passing the torch on to the next generation and something something it passed on before she was born is important as well um because Poppy's not going to have even nearly so much context is she um she's not going to know even she's only going to have secondhand information about him yeah well yeah there's definitely a lot there and i can't wait for it to be revealed also i think i'm ready to take this off yeah i would just have to look at my um un what do you call it my unmakeup face (laughs) used to be moisturized face though (laughs) right yeah (laughs) okay I'm curious if we're going to get the reveal in like one big shocking episode or if it'll be distributed over the course of like time. Yeah, because I mean, if Poppy is actually in the mafia, like this was already for that bit, that was already like a mini reveal now, you know, because she just kind of said it and then we just glossed over it, you know, to her was like, ah, ha, 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 and then there was a spider. <laughs> so, which I really know. Well, did anybody else like die when they saw the panel of Tora licking yes. her? <laughs> oh yes. Ooh, so sexy. Beyond yum, yum, yum. Delicious. Yeah. And finally Poppy responds. She's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. This episode was beyond sexy. Like, I'm sorry, this is like Secret Garden territory, which was obviously is, isn't it? <laughs> Garden oh, for, for listeners is, is Lily's Patreon, not safe for work content, and it is amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> and it's interesting because I mean we've like we've seen them do so much more, but still this episode, these like little things, you know, because you know it's like the first time it's happening. It's so special because there's the like mm-hmm. narrative context. Um, mm, yes, I bet you Jewelry didn't do anything like that. Yeah, I, know, I, like, I bet she didn't <laughs> let him. <laughs> She was like, no, you're not touching me. <laughs> so um, again, their breaths are picking up and she says, so it's just, 
It's just a few of us in this town, at least. Um, yeah. Wait, what did you think when she said in this town, at least? <laughs> well, I wasn't so, I mean, I was a little bit distracted. Um, but <laughs> I wasn't so sure because I was like, well, does she just mean, you know, I, we're not close to more extended family? I was thinking, right, in this town, at least, maybe there's more of them in Naren City doing their mafia business. <laughs> and, you know, else. Right, here's where yeah. dad ran away, but... Oh, right, yeah. exactly. or somewhere else. Perhaps her mafia ties uh, within another city um, oh. or something. I don't know. Maybe that's where Goliath is in that jungle place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jungle city. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where is that? Goliath needs to show up again, but also I don't want him to. <laughs> well, like that. Well, because it means I think it means like angst returning you know Aww. which is exciting but I'm just I'm very happy where we are right now okay. um I got very yeah. curious also about Tora recently, so oh yeah. yeah Tora looks like an absolute snack yeah the, like here he but looks like he he's looks absolutely like... obsessed with Poppy I mean he's just like gazing straight in her eyes completely focused on her filled with yeah. you know total attention on her and like very lustful as well <laughs> it's amazing yeah but then in the next panel, like something in his gaze changes and it looks, I don't know, almost concerned or upset. I don't know. And then he's, he asks if they should go inside. And I was wondering, like, either is he so horny that he wants to continue or is he noticing that it's maybe overwhelming for her and they should stop? For a second. He's a cautious, isn't he? Like he's worried about it being too much for him or for her. I don't know. Both of them. Yeah. Because like I, when I first saw it, yeah, I thought he meant like, before we go further, should we go inside, but like continue inside, but then they don't continue inside, which makes me think that maybe he meant like, let's take a break. Well, I mean, it's possible so, like yeah, he didn't continue, going? but then mm -hmm. once they got inside, they decided to like you know shower and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, pond water probably isn't much of an aphrodisiac, is it? <laughs> but, I don't know. I find lakes <laughs> quite charming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, <laughs> Poppy says, yeah, and she looks like a bit freaked out and I thought this was because he's asking her to go inside but then she says if that's not your eight-fingered hand creeping up my ankle then we should definitely go <laughs> this is the most hilarious panel where Dora just does this like superhuman jump out of the water and Poppy has just become like a little rag doll flying over his shoulder mm -hmm. I wonder do you think she made it up because you know the next panelist says like oh wet t-shirt is astro averted so I was wondering if she made it up so that Tora would dash out of there so he wouldn't see her in like a wet tank top with no bra underneath mm. like or if you oh, really good point <laughs> I didn't know what to make of that note that says wet t-shirt disaster averted I was like they were already wet <laughs> right he, she was in the water so he didn't see her yeah. just like it's not a disaster it's actually we, we're, we're here for it like we, we don't mind wet t-shirts <laughs> yeah um yeah but they're inside and now i'm gonna hand it over to sadie yes uh, and now we've got the infamous bunny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i really like the bunny it's really cute but um just as a small thing didn't poppy say there's no electricity in the house that's the operator so, so Maybe. I don't know. I mean we I don't see like... a we don't see a wire coming out. So maybe it's just Yeah, maybe own. battery. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's solar cute. powered bunny. Solar powered bunny. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually looked up um what white rabbits meant in various different cultures. Nice. Um where is it? There it is. Um so mercy, elegance and beauty. Um, and in some parts of Asia, longevity as well. Um, so there's also a really popular, I don't know if you've ever had them, there's a really popular candy in Japan called White Rabbit, um, which is like a kid's favorite thing. I just thought that was interesting. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a little white rabbit. Um, and 
what I noticed here as well is that everything is very, very warm. He's in the house and it's all really, really warm colours, um, nice and glowy and, and kind of safe, cosy feeling. Um, and it's a really small room for a really big guy. Um, her room this was poppy's room right like we thought i thought he was going to the spare bedroom but somehow he's in her room yeah yeah what's that all about <laughs> have I we mean, missed out something here <laughs> she had certain intentions when she picked her wardrobe she said like maybe i want to feel a bit sexy tonight so maybe we are on board <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Tora is uh, sitting in sense Quince, I need to tell her. Um, and this is where my behavior, I'm going to put my behaviorist hat on. Um, so he's clasping his own hands there. And that's a self-soothing behavior. So he's anxious. He's showing kind of outward displays of anxiety, um, whatever it is that he's thinking about. Um, and it's not something that I ever remember seeing him do before. So it's obviously for him um, we haven't seen him be anxious kind of at all until the spider incident <laughs> and being caught making out in the, the lake incident. well he used to, he would smoke a lot like I remember after um, when he was in the car with Giyu, um and they couldn't find the notebook he was smoking a lot and like I do remember him being a bit anxious maybe a little more controlled about it but like we were able to pick up on it yeah, that's true. I mean, smoking I is it, a self-soothing behavior as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be a different kind of anxiety because he only smokes. Like for me, I related a lot with his like job, you know, and having to deal with Vincent and having to deal with like the things he does. But now it's a more emotional anxiety because like, it's about. And basically, well, risking that she's going to turn him away. And just as he's like starting to admit his feelings to himself fully. So I think it's, you know, it's like a different kind of scary to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's considering the emotional state of somebody else as well, um, rather than there being physical repercussions. It's, it's a lot of a, um, he's worrying about the emotional repercussions. Yeah. Um, yeah, then, then we've got Quincy on, on speakerphone, which I thought was quite funny as well. Um, to show you what a private conversation, I don't know. <laughs> uh, to tell her about what? Uh, about everything. Uh, about Goliath, the notebook, about Gil, about what I do for Vincent and the clan. Um, go up. Yeah, before we continue, can we talk about his amazing outfit? Yes. <laughs> Your clothes on the car. <laughs> Yeah, we were all expecting strawberries, clothes. strawberry boxers. That's what we were all like hoping for. This is adorable. <laughs> I love it. This is, it just made me laugh. That's his spare clothes that he keeps in the car. <laughs> like, you know, you would expect someone like Tora to just wear something plain and simple, but yeah. these are adorable. Like, they're cute and happy. And first of all, oh my God. And also, like, I have to say, this man is just not even normally at, like drop dead stunning. His giant thighs and his biceps and his chest, like, uh, like yeah. it's just there's. I'm gonna use a, a phrase that comes from like a internal Jewish meme thing, but he's a stunning piece. Let's just say I'll just send you guys the link to that later. It's like whatever, totally niche joke, but he's gorgeous. Yeah, and doesn't he look so much more massive when he has little clothes on? Yeah, because his arms are like jutting out and his legs are there, and you're just like faced with a, a mass of body really the i would be intimidated sitting next to that but like in a good way <laughs> <laughs> so, I think also the ink makes it pop as well doesn't it all his tattoos yeah um yeah. it just make him look huge <laughs> i love that they're also out like what i love that so, they're, the tattoos are out <clears throat> yeah me too <laughs> So actually, Shirin, you my, my husband is also Dutch, right? So Dutch men are like the tallest in the world. So Yoel is six foot four, and he's also very broad and giant. Sadly, he's he's a bookworm. Like he doesn't work out at all. Like he's cash potato number one. But like, yeah, even so, his body is ginormous. And like, I got used to it. And like every other like normal sized man, I'm like, oh, you're so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe we should fuse our partners because mine, he's only a small bit taller than me. 
but he's got like very tan skin you know he's got the dark hair he's got the jawline too and he's so fit like he's so athletic it literally we, I mean neither of us really worked out over the last year me I gained like 10 kilos or something I gained so much weight even the same things as him he gained no weight literally he's just started working out again he has like 12 percent fat in his body that's it and I don't understand how like his metabolism <laughs> is insane and anything it's like sport related comes so easy to him he did like a headstand the other day for the first time and it was on a stand-up paddleboard and you know it's like you know stand-up paddleboard and they're like, like on the water, water super what yeah. the it was first super time. wobbly and he did a headstand yeah oh he's never done one before and that's crazy like um his friend is a yoga teacher and she was like instructing him how to do it and she was like this is not fair this is not fair at all <laughs> so if we would like combine him with your husband's side. Yeah, we would get Torah. <laughs> we would get Torah. <laughs> so speaking, of, I was talking about the gym earlier. So we, we both signed up for a gym, which was like shocking in and of itself. My husband is just turning 40 and he's making a lot of lifestyle changes, which I thought he would never, ever make. Like he never paid attention to his health. He was not a healthy man at all. But now suddenly he's like, I'm 40, I'm going to die soon. I'm, And then he's like doing it. So we both signed up for a gym and I'm like, that man actually works out he will be like chris hemsworth jason momoa and well like yes, please <laughs> well i wish you good luck with that thank you i know i know yeah we have to both wake up early to do it so and i'm not a morning person at all so <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so, yeah tora wants to tell poppy about everything all of it all of the stuff um so uh, what do you think of, he said about Gil and about Goliath. Um, we haven't really heard anything about Goliath for ages and ages. So what do you think it is that he wants to tell her about Goliath? I mean, I do think he wants to tell her that she's in danger, right? Because that's also a quite recent revelation to us that she's like in acute danger. Um, I don't know if that could be related to Goliath or if it's just related to Gil only, or he just wants to tell her that Gil's up to no good. Maybe he wants to tell her that he actually has a brother. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out, right? Some information if he does that. I think, are, we, um, are we under the impression that Tora thinks Goliath is dead? Because he found the bloody shoe, but didn't hasn't had any more communications or anything. Not that I can remember. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we don't think he's dead, but obviously we saw him, but still. Um, I feel <laughs> like I feel like maybe if Tora knows Goliath well, he would know that he's sneaky and very clever. And like, honestly, I, think, I don't remember who suggested it, but someone recently suggested that maybe the bloody shoe was planted. Like, yeah. then, you know, Goliath wanted to fake his disappearance because he doesn't want the mafia to keep running after him. And if they assume he's dead, then he's safe, right? You know, because he already turned everyone in. Yeah. So that might have been a ploy of his. <laughs> Which doesn't help though, because Tora is the one who found the shoe. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I don't know. But maybe maybe he was relying on Tora spreading, oh Goliath's, you know, dead. Yeah. Well yeah. and like Tora is known to be like his close friend, right? Or was his close friend. Yeah. So then he would be like reliable information thing is if Torah thought he was dead I mean he didn't mourn him at all right and yeah that would lead us to believe that he actually maybe doesn't care but if he didn't care about Goliath he wouldn't have gone to save him in the first place yeah because he makes he makes a bit of a deal about getting out of bed doesn't he <laughs> yeah out of sofa <laughs> <laughs> yes sofa sorry <laughs> yeah. I don't know I just thought it was um you know, he's listing things off and Goliath is right at the top of the list. I think because, yeah. because she found the notebook that was by Goliath and, you know, that he was there in the scene. So I think that's just like a basic explanation of, hey, you know, you found the notebook that was owned by my friend and, and he, yeah. you know, is highly desired and he's like being chased or was being chased and he was a big clan member and he had all this information. I think it's just general. Plus it's related to their very first encounter right where he snapped that photo of her and she's asked like why did you do it and he told her basically look i can't really tell you why yeah that's true. and yeah so 
maybe that's part of it that he's like, listen, this is why I did it. That's idea that he wants to come clean to her. You know, the the fact that he's finally comfortable enough to, to tell her everything. And, you know, well, what he says later is I think also just a really good sign of his character. Um, but it's great that he finally feels secure enough to tell her and not be like ashamed. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Quincy saying, I beg your pardon, <laughs> which made me giggle. Um, why on earth would you do that for? Um, and then we've got the best panel, my favorite panel in the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Super Quincy, and I love him. Look at him with his little face mask and his cape, but no shirt, just his cape. Well, per episode 66, he said that there have to be superheroes wearing nothing underneath. So if we go by that, he is indeed wearing nothing. And I was like, oh, well, by the way, I realized the cape technically like covers everything and where the camera is. I, I could have been wearing nothing underneath, but I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> Daring. I might not have been happy with that. <laughs> and also someone pointed out um, his mug. She's like, you can't convince me that it doesn't say new, pen new pencil erections or something. <laughs> What do you think it says? Something? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's Quincy. I don't. Is that chocolate, by the way? Or is it mouse? Never mind. Oh, shoot. I thought he was a chocolate fan like me. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, he's singing. And his, his little face as he realizes what it is that Tora means. I love this panel. I love yeah, it. It's brilliant. So cute. <laughs> and then we've got we've got a bit more detail in Quincy this time we've got oh wait uh, this has nothing to do with the notebook or the clan um, he's right on the money there isn't he uh, I love it he's so perceptive finally yeah. you know yeah. he's like my Torah my Torah buddy is in love yeah. <laughs> his reaction to find... that is I need a drink <laughs> yeah what I find really stands out is um, Torah confiding in him in the first place yeah. Because, you know, we've kind of gotten Quince, like gotten to know Quincy as a bit of a busybody, you know, someone who will, yeah, basically pry into Tora's affairs and be really nosy and Tora normally shutting it down. And in this occasion, like, you know, it's something that's super dear to Tora and he actually picks up the phone. He calls his brother, he calls Quincy and he's like, look, I need to talk to you about this. Um, and I think that, yeah, you know, that also like, it's nice because Quincy probably like knows that Tora cares about him, whatever. But then, it's it's just such a different thing for like Tora to actually show it, actually perform an action where he's like, "Look, I'm gonna confide in you." And you know, I mean, it's not even that he wants his advice; he just wants to share his plan with Quincy. And I thought that was like really special. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think most people think that Quincy has been trying to get Poppy and Tora together anyway, hasn't he? Um, the whole Cordelia, one of the Cordelia theories, I remember him, um, was that he was going to get Cordelia to flirt with Poppy to make Tora jealous, wasn't that? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. He is, he is indeed a busybody. Yeah, so he's, he's right in there, but he, it... I think it's really sweet that Quincy's taking it seriously as well. He's not kind of poking fun or or being over the top or anything. Um, he's just being a bro. He's being nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we've got um, this next panel. Did this confuse anybody else? Was it just at first? Me? Yeah. I was looking at, at, at first. I thought this, this was Poppy. I thought this was Poppy thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is <laughs> um, It's a window. <laughs> That's I realize also he's so tall, he's all the way at the top of the window. Yeah. Down. Yeah, super tall. Um, and he is looking outside um, and he's not here yet. Um, and yeah, I did. I thought that was Poppy for a second, but it's not. It's Tora. Um, then we've got him back on the phone again. And then we're back into behaviorist territory. <laughs> so this is where we've got more self-soothing um, and we've got um, he's picked up the phone again now with his massive giant hands how big are that man's hands 
be a fantastic pianist. Um, so he's kind of, you know, gripping onto something, holding onto something. Um, and then he's pacing around the room. Um, so pacing around the room is, is displacement behavior. Um, displacement behavior, um, in a nutshell, occurs when you want, uh, or you've, you've got a drive to perform two or more different conflicting behaviors. So for humans, it's a little bit more complicated. Obviously, I'm an animal behaviorist. Um, so when I see it in my line of work, it's usually like I want the biscuit, but also I want that biscuit over there. And you get this kind of, oh, my God, you know, where am I going to go? Where am I going to get the biscuit from? Um, but for Torah, um, his body has been driven to move as a result of all of these conflicting emotions that, that he's feeling as he's kind of walking around and talking on the phone. He wants to tell Poppy. He's worried about telling Poppy. Should he tell Poppy? Should he not tell her? Um, there's quite a lot going on there for him. Um, and it brings it back. I thought it brought it back nicely to that. Um, his name, you know, pacing like a caged tiger. Um, I just thought that was quite a nice, interesting uh, few panels. Then he's talking about, where was I? Before I can proceed with anything. So he's still thinking about the emotional effect that it's going to have and um, so she can make a what the hell does she call it informed decision <laughs> good job Torah he even used the correct like he, he yeah. went you know she, so she can make a and then when he found the correct word he said an informed decision so good mm -hmm. job Torah yeah um, and then he stops and that's really important again behaviorally speaking um, because that means that the his his behaviors have finished at that point so whatever it is that he was conflicted about he's come to a resolution and that means that his body can relax can stop um and then in the next panel i love this panel <laughs> this is about me um and he's there in all his tiger very street glory and his amazing boxes okay I, i'm gonna be very crude here and i know like i'm i don't know compared to some people in fandom i'm not necessarily very crude and i don't think i'm actually super sexual in real life but that but he's just gorgeous the other nice thing about that panel <clears throat> apart from Torah, <laughs> um, is that the rabbit is center stage. He's staring at the rabbit, which um, I took to be representing Poppy. Um, so he's kind of, you know, staring at that. That's what he's thinking about. That's what has helped him to make his decision, maybe. So, yeah. Um, where are we now? Oh no, I pressed a button. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, I can't believe I said all of that. I've got no idea what it means. And we're back to self-soothing behaviours. So gripping onto stuff and then distracting himself um, by changing the subject with himself, which I thought was quite... I think but I, I'm, I'm happy that he's he even began to think about it because he really is, you know, acknowledging to himself that he's like, and getting in, you know, he's making the decision to talk to her because he wants to get serious about her. And yeah, he is distracting himself like afterwards, but he, you know, he goes back to it anyway. Um, but he's like really being honest and he's, you know, acknowledging what she means to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then everything changes. Did you want me to hand it over to you now, Mindy? Um, okay, sure. So he looks at his phone. He's like, I think Pinky should be here soon. And he's like, I don't think she'll mind him sleeping here tonight, but I better check with her. And we see the text message that I sent to Pinky three hours ago. Forget about training tomorrow. I need a car now. Got a fast, silent one. Check that I have spare clothes inside. You have my garage password, car keys in the front cabinet. Drive to this address in three hours back. Don't let anyone else know. And Pinky, who was saved as Evan Pinky in his phone, got it. Come down now, big bro. So Apparently, after his potato incident, he was like, okay, I need a car. And, like, 
I don't know if he trusted that Moonbright has car rentals, but Tora seems like a car guy, you know? So he seems like he has a whole garage full of cars because <laughs> he's like, get, get a fast silent one. Like how many cars does he yeah. have? Well, I guess it's probably similar to Quincy. Like I first thought it was only Quincy that has like a garage full of cars. Um, but I guess it's Tora as well, um, which makes it even stranger that he had to jack that blue car to go up to Regina's peak. Um, Probably because he didn't want to be associated with with like that car. Like he didn't want anyone to trace it back to him. Yeah. But um, so when I read this, I thought, and I'm probably mistaken, but I thought it meant that basically he wanted to swap with Pinky, like that he wanted to leave. And that that's why he wanted the fast silent car because he wanted to like still go back that night. That is how I understood it. But I think rereading it and also reading like some patron comments I think that is not what he's trying to do like he just wants to have the car there I guess it, there was something wrong with the other car wasn't there um jewelry messed with it <clears throat> yeah um, but I mean if he just like if it's just to get back to Naren, he wouldn't have to have Pinky come in the middle of the night yeah that's true tomorrow yeah. I think that based on the fact that he stopped where Goliath was um where Goliath, like, had, you know, where this whole scooter incident happened, I think he might want to go back there and investigate, and that's maybe why he wants a fast, silent one. He wants to do some digging around tomorrow in, in area, and maybe he just wants to start early in the morning. Maybe that's his favorite one. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's his favorite one, the fast, silent one. <laughs> a fast, silent one. He sounds like he has a couple of them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And Pinky is, you know, very acquiescent and he's like, yeah, I'm coming now. So I don't know. I'm yeah. not at this point, moment in my life. I'm like, oh, Aaron's in the middle of the night. Like, oh. So, but yeah, I guess they're young. <laughs> and he thinks to himself, it's been three hours. How did this much time pass since we reached here? So like, yeah, time flies already having fun, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he, he has doubts and he's like, maybe I should give it a couple more weeks. I might be thinking with my dick again and FM, I'm getting her in trouble because of that. And I love how he's so honest where he's like acknowledging how attracted he is to her. And, you know, maybe that's clouding his judgment. And I love that. Yeah. I think it's very wise. <laughs> and at this moment, he looks really, at the, Sorry. <laughs> I think it's, um, I think it's quite sweet that he trusts Pinky as well. Um, I would have thought if he wanted the car bringing or something like that, he would have got hold of Gyu. Um, Gyu is guarding the compound though oh uh, yeah I suppose he is isn't he and since he's already suspecting that like Poppy is in danger I don't think he would want to like remove him from there yeah <clears throat> sorry excuse me uh I just thought it was sweet how Tora obviously trusts Pinky as well or fucking Pinky as well um yeah even though he refuses to call him by his real name <laughs> Tora at this moment feels very judged by a certain bunny rabbit light and he looks at him and he's like yeah I got a filthy mind so effing what oh it was great I loved it and he's like that's what happens when you have reproductive organs butt face and <laughs> I love it first of all he's using the word reproductive organs I think that's pretty sophisticated and I think it's also true like a hundred percent like that is what happens you know for most people at least Let's see what you'll do if you're at some some lake with the cutest chick you ever met, and then you'll fall in, fall in, fall in what? <laughs> the lake, obviously. <laughs> oh, he stammers, and he's just like confronted by the reality, and he's like, "Do I admit it to myself? The bunny is accusing me. Have I fallen in love? What's that song from Hercules? I just won't say na 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 na." Something, um, I won't say I'm yeah. falling in love, right? <laughs> I won't say I'm love. I, I won't say I'm in love. Yeah. At I'm least I'll tell. Disney I won't say I'm in love. <laughs> yes, Tora, yeah. say it. Say it. You're falling in love. I know, but I love that. Like, so a couple of episodes back, we had Poppy kind of beginning to admit her attraction for him by you know purposefully like choosing an outfit that felt a bit sexier and more stepping into her own um and for her like this physical stuff you know we've always seen her kind of try and escape it before 
you know, by pushing him off the stairs or running away in every street and things like that. And for him, you know, he's starting to get there emotionally where, you know, he was so close to admitting to himself what kind of feelings he has for her. So I think like they're both making such huge steps. And a trip like this, oh my God, I mean, that feelings can develop fast if it's a night or two or whatever change the setting and everything changes. I love this. I was so happy to see that he was like admitting, admitting admission. Yes. <laughs> and at this moment we have someone coming to interrupt each other read and we hear a creak and we hear Poppy voice. Sorry, it took me a while to dry out my hair. And we see Poppy coming in and she is wearing Tora's pajamas. She says, turns out your jammies are really oh, comfy too. He's wearing the work t-shirt that he wore at the restaurant. So cute. And Tora is flummoxed at the site. And he goes, he goes, Pinkies, and he's all horse. So cute. Uh, there's a um there's a panel that I've drawn in one of the upcoming episodes of my comic. <clears throat> and it really reminded me of when I saw this, I was like I drew that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, uh, Nestoras, who is, um, he's a little cinnamon roll character. Um, he is not very comfortable with being flirted with. And it's just Nestoras stuck. EXE has stopped working. And it's that exact <laughs> facial fear. It just made me laugh. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we all do this to Tora, and Tora is doing it to Poppy. So, yeah, we do to Poppy too. <laughs> truth, she's adorable, and yeah, it's obviously it's a shirt. There's no pants underneath. I mean, not that we can see. And yeah. he's just like, <laughs> excuse me. I think he's coming with the car. Can he stay here tonight? And she's like, sure. He can have Granny's room. I'll get new sheets for him. Now we know that she talked about the guest room, right? So they're. There's still ostensibly a guest room for Tora, Poppy's room, and a granny's room. So we haven't gotten to that, oh, no, just one bed trope yet. But we're all yeah. hoping it'll get there, that they'll stay in one place, not in the guest room. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, though, that she just kind of doesn't question it at all. <laughs> you know, you yeah. Just, yeah, my buddy's coming. And she's like, okay. <laughs> That's true, right? He didn't, she, he didn't even say he's coming. Oh, no, he did say he's coming with a car. Okay, fine. I guess he did give some kind of explanation. So I guess maybe that's why. Because yeah. she knew he said he would have to get a new car. I'm still not clear why a potato would ruin a car permanently, but okay, it's fine. <laughs> Somebody explained it on Patreon, but I've already forgotten it again. Oh, okay, someone who actually knows cars. Because I'm not, I'm not one of them. Yeah, I was like, can't you just take it out? But apparently if it's like jammed in there, it's not so easy. But... Yeah, she Poppy's coming closer and Tora is just like ready to receive her. He opens his legs, you know, grabs her by the wrist, waist. And, you know, she's excited. She like blushes and smiles and she tells him, hold, hold still for a moment, Tora. And by the way, just seeing this, like I knew, I, I was like, he's for sure going to grab her. Like there's no way he sees her like this and does not want to like touch her <laughs> yeah but that panel like that you described where you know his legs are like much wider open and he holds her I'm just like you know like Midnight Popular is so special to me because it brings back those feelings that you have when you first getting with someone you know those like that like honeymoon phase and everything is new and exciting and there's still this uncertainty everything's like sparkling you know or sparking whatever <laughs> but it's it's so exciting and you're tingling all the time and your heart's beating fast like I haven't been there in a long time and I feel like I might well I hope that I will never be there again you know but it's such an exciting period when you're realizing these things about yourself and like I'm just imagining, like, if I was Poppy in that situation, you know, I would just be like, I don't know, nerves all over. Like, it's such a special moment because it's such a different level of intimacy again. Because it's, it seems so familiar, you know, they're not overthinking what they're doing right now. It's like, oh, yeah, it's normal that I'm holding you like this right now. I thought that was really cute. 
I thought it was really cute that Poppy wanted to wear that. She was wearing that flowery dress, wasn't she? To look nice for Toro when she was in the office. But yeah. no, what does it for Toro is his own pajamas on her. <laughs> right. And also what's funny is that like she's in her house. Presumably she has her own pajamas, but she's wearing Toro's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have got dinosaur on the front anyway. Yeah. <laughs> very very big step up in, in closeness and in comfort with each other because like you said yeah. Sharon, like they're not asking each other they're not hesitant they're just like doing it they're going for it you know they feel clearly very comfortable <laughs> so like what poppy does next is an example of that she says hold still for a moment torah and close your eyes and he's like mm-hmm. and he's like what's she doing and she's blushing and he's like something and you see her reaching out and brushing his eyelashes oh and she's like something i yeah. wanted to do for the longest time since the day at the stairs uh-huh. and he doesn't know which stairs he's like which stairs what we have to fall in and everyone's like no episode seven or whatever it was like seven or eight and they're right <laughs> after mr lamb she's like wow those eyelashes are so long <sighs> yes that i mean we remember like that image because his eyelashes are yeah. amazing so yes tora i know you don't know but long eyelashes have an effect on women <laughs> Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. I also love touching people's eyelashes. When my husband and I met, <laughs> okay, this is gonna be very funny. So do it like do it Orthodox people are not supposed to like touch before they're married, like um, men and women. But obviously it's very difficult if you're in love with someone. So my husband and I, we would like try to we would like flutter each other's eyelashes in each other's eyelash like in each other's eyelashes because it was like not really touching, but yes, touching. <laughs> By the oh, way, we didn't cute. actually yeah. <laughs> We, we couldn't like exactly keep it, but whatever. That was our, our innocent stuff was like putting the eyelashes together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, darn it, I shouldn't let him know my weak spot. She's like, none in particular. I'm like, why not, Poppy? Just we'll have to tell him. <laughs> As if he doesn't know anyway. <laughs> yeah. The next thing makes me wonder if Poppy knows like how eyelashes work. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she's like, does it bother you that your eyelashes are this long? Don't they poke you in your eye a lot? And he's like, I tried cutting them off when I was a kid. Which was like, oh, why, Torah? They look so nice. They just grew back even longer or something. And she laughs. She's like, I don't think that's how it works, cutie pie. So I don't know. Does I mean, I never tried cutting my eyelashes. Um, no, I mean, like, because she says, are they not poking you in the eye? But, like, they're facing away from your eye. Like... Right. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what she meant by that. In the world today. Ooh, wow. <laughs> they're not poking me in the eye i'm all good <laughs> yeah i think she was making nervous conversation <laughs> maybe well they might poke her in the eye if they kiss but yeah they wouldn't poke him <laughs> but yeah. it's so cute she calls him a cutie pie and she pokes his nose which is like you know people do that to kids so it's like i think they're you know I think when people are comfortable with their their partner they in many ways revert back to being childish like you know I always yeah. say like um whenever I'm in bed at night and I just don't want to get out I'm like I don't want to go the bathroom's too far can you get me this I act like a total baby and I don't do that about yeah. anyone else you know yeah so yeah our partners get the most cozy side of us I love the little boob um I do that with we've, we've got loads and loads and loads of pets I do that with all of them <laughs> just constantly and my other half <laughs> nobody's like safe reverse, in my house <laughs> it's like the reverse of him like pinching her cheek yeah although Tora that is really uncomfortable and you should stop doing it <laughs> not used to getting that treatment i mean if he was adopted when he was like five or six and his family situation was messed up before he probably didn't have anyone giving him these cute little affectionate gesture gestures as a kid so this is like his first time and obviously like a chance to rewrite yeah. the script you know in a way oh it's great it's very adorable and he blushes so cute and yeah and he's like again like totally overcome by emotion he just grabs her and she's like what and he just like throws her down on the bed and they're lying there together and it's so cute oh my god <sighs> yeah and he um he, he says ned's line he's like you keep teasing me like that and i'll show you how it works and you know they're thudding and he's she's like ah oh, not Ed, uncle ned's line and this whole scene like seeing them here i was just like grinning the whole time they're so comfy poppy's laughing they're just so comfortable with each other and they're such a couple i love it 
it's almost more intimate this bit than than when they're kissing right at the beginning of the episode it's kind of it's just a different different level isn't it yeah yeah because I think the one before it was more like like a horny intimacy and this is like a familiar one you know it's like you're just I mean not to say that they're not about to kiss again because I would but um they're you know so close to each other and comfortable and being in bed is like a really vulnerable place to be as well I think you know it like immediately brings this level of intimacy that you know maybe a couch wouldn't or anywhere else would yeah so cute. he's still being quite respectful his hands are not on her he's yeah. just kind of whipped her onto the bed and rolled her over and, but then he's kind of left his hands on himself which I think you know such a gentleman that's sweet yeah are those all like his spare clothes on the bed by the way like those folded shirts and stuff oh, Who yeah. looks like it I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that what it's meant when it said spare clothes in yeah, the beginning? Maybe. I thought it meant the ones he's wearing. Yeah, me too. Uh, he doesn't seem like a polo shirt kind of guy, but okay, you know, who knows? <laughs> he's hand me down. They're not that visible in that panel where it says the spare clothes. I don't know. They're like on there, but they're not that visible. Mystery. All our fluff and fluff and cutiness is interrupted because we have and you know with of course the image of his adorable little underwear, which is again just want to slap that butt. Sorry. Yeah. And we have the phone. It says warning: highly unusual movement detected at balcony area. Boom! The end. No. I know. Can we just can we scroll back up and just act like it starts two panels higher? Well, I am actually excited because I also like the suspense and intrigue. Um, but yeah. oh my, yeah, I'm like, no, they're they're like makeout session is going to be interrupted, and we're not going to have more cuteness. <laughs> if he so notices, he, I feel like he might not notice. Like it's not, they didn't make a, a sound. It was just a buzz. I don't know. Do you think Tori's going to be so overcome by like Poppy that he won't even notice, and that will be like lead to a spiral? Maybe. Pinky's coming though, isn't it? I I was expecting Pinky to interrupt them. I was like, Lily's not gonna let this go on for for too long. There's there's gonna be something. Um and I, I was expecting yeah. it to be Pinky turning up in the car, um and then and then that happened instead. So I don't know. Maybe it will get missed. What's happening to Pinky? Like is he is he overpowered? Is he like noticing something now and trying to stop it? Like What's going on? Who is it? Who's at her balcony? What do you think, guys? Do you have any theories? Oh, I, I think know. it's Gil. Yeah, it could be. Because the whole Poppy is in danger arc kind of went hand in hand with, you know, them revealing that they actually know that Gil is shady. Then again, I don't know. I don't know. Things tend to come together. Um, Could it be the Mystery Rose Mafia gang that we've seen little glimpses of? I have honestly no idea. I'm excited though. I'm so excited for next episode. <laughs> whether it's more kissies or whether it's like, you know, Mafia intrigue, I'm excited. Yeah. I just hope that Gyu doesn't get hurt. I love him so much. I know. Oh, he's a precious little peach, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last time I was on, I was I was reading out the part where I think I think I was the one reading it where he um was yeah taking his round and we we're like, you know, kind of foreshadowed that something was going to happen with him. And now yeah. this episode again, there's danger That's... with you. <laughs> Oh, he's like dying first, right? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I don't think he's going to die. I hope not, but not yet. <laughs> I feel like he would be a good no. character to kill off at the end in like some massive thing, but I don't know. I don't know if the, I don't know if this story is going to be that tragic. I refuse. I refuse. I don't want any of them to be killed off. <laughs> Charge. Vincent. <laughs> if, not even, if not even Goliath is dead, the person who was supposed to be dead, then I can't have to be a 
I don't think it'll be, at least I don't think it'll be one of those stories where like no one stays dead, you know, like suddenly Poppy's dad pops out and he's like, I was the eight legged spider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. That'll be funny. Anyway, do you guys have anything more to say on this episode before we move on to the bonus question? Only thank you, Lily. Yeah. That was <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so good. All right. Well, I will stop the recording now so that we can go on to the next one.